Be watchful, be alert. The, um, there's different ways of waiting. There's uh, different types of waiting, if you would. Like, there's the uh, waiting just for something to happen, and you kind of, um, well, you're kind of like wasting time. You're not really, you're waiting for it, but there's no real sort of timeline to it. So it's kind of a passive waiting. And, and then there's the waiting for somebody. Like if you're waiting for a bus or for somebody to arrive, you're kind of expecting, you're more actively engaged. And then there's the more anxious one, like, you know, waiting outside a dental appointment. You know that feeling? It's like you're waiting, but you're not really looking forward to what's going to happen here. So it's an anxious and uh, awkward waiting. Um, I remember at one particular time I was waiting for a bus. I know we don't uh, use the buses very much around here, but, um, but back in Ireland when I was, um, would visit my mom when she was alive, I would visit her quite often, and I had kind of a very set routine. And um, My mom lived up the town, and I would get the bus to the airport heading back to the United States, and the big boo bus, the airport bus, would arrive at 6.14. Not 6.13, not 6.15, 6.14. And that's hard for buses, because on trains, there's sort of like there's no traffic. But, so buses are very hard to always be on time. But I was always amazed. 6.14, that bus would come down. Out of the, I lived, the, the town was on a hill. Come down the hill, and 6.14, there it was. So one particular sun, it was a, a coming back. I remember it was winter. And it was snowing, and I had quite a trek down, for like about a half mile from my mom's house, down with my rolling my uh, my bag through the snow. It doesn't snow very often in Ireland, but it dragged in the snow, and, and it, the road was covered in snow. And I'm thinking, there's no way he's going to be here at 6:14. There's no way. There's no possible way. How could he get on this road? But at 6:14, 6:13, the bus comes over the hill and then stops and literally glides to a stop and slides in 6.14 on the button. I was like, wow, I'm impressed. It says, got to get to the airport on time. And um, anyway, I always remember that as this sort of active, because I was waiting, expecting, waiting, expecting. I was welcome my wife. I was just actively engaged in, in this waiting, in this anticipation of the bus arrival. Well, that's the type of waiting that we're called to do in, in Advent. Uh, not a passive waiting, a waiting, wasting time, waiting for some time, but an active waiting. I might call it a radically active waiting, eagerly anticipating the arrival of Christmas Day. Now, I, I want us to, I gave that example at the beginning of the liturgy about you know, a, plant, a farmer who plants the seeds. When he plants those seeds, he knows when those are going to come to fruition. He times it in such a way. So when it comes to the season for growth, he's actively anticipating that growth to happen. And when it comes, he, he's ready then to harvest at the right time. Um, it, that's the sense of active engagement and waiting and anticipation that we are called to in this Advent time. So then, what are we waiting for? Well, in, in, in our rich theology, there are three 
um, if you would, comings of Christ. The, the first one is that Christ came once in history in baby Jesus, born in time in the year, you know, what we would call zero now, right? And, and then we, we look forward to Christ's second coming in glory, right? But then there's this, what the theologically we say, the in-between times is where we come to recognize the Christ who is already among us, within you and I. And this is where our focus is, is we straddle these two, and it's called the in-between times, where to focus our attention and recognize that within us and within each and everyone else is the Christ. And we're called to not only watch, but be alert and be attentive to those, to the needs of others, to, to engage in a meaningful way. Um, so how are we meant to do this? How, how, how will this look like for us, this, this particular advent? Well, I, I want to suggest one way. Um, I'm reading this book with the men's group called How to Know a Person uh, by David Brooks, uh, how to deeply see, and how to be deeply seen. And in it, he, he, I mentioned, I'll be mentioning this quite a bit because it's really insightful, there's a lot in it. Um, but he, start, he says the starting place, the starting place is our first look at somebody. Now, he calls it a first gaze because it's more than just a simple look. And he says in that gaze, that first look, you can, you, you can tell if somebody t has any interest in you when they look at you first. If they have any respect for you at all, is in that first look, they can be dismissive. You know, we've all experienced the, the, the look at some, oh, hi, and there's no interest in us. And, but when we gaze with interest, when we gaze with expectation, anticipating that we will meet another Christ here, that we will discover the Christ within them, then we have a gaze of interest, a gaze of openness, a gaze of willingness to see and to hear and to know them. And out of that will come some questions of curiosity, but it starts first with the gaze, a gaze of respect, a gaze of being interested in them. So I'm wondering if for this Advent that we might look at our spouse, gaze at our spouse again, and, and marvel maybe at the presence of Christ to them, the love that is shared among us. And to, to be interested, to see and to know them once again with a deeper, deeper way. And then maybe if, maybe if we don't have our spouse around, and maybe we could gaze at our children in a new way. And to marvel at their creativity, their energy, their way of being, their smile, their laughter and see the face of Christ in them. Or maybe it's our grandchildren, or our friends, or our, or our neighbors. But it's only then can, if we really see them with an openness, 
a gaze, then are we ready to look at the strangers, the immigrants? And if we can master this gaze, then we will look and look again, and we will see in them the face of Christ, the face of our Creator. My friends, this Advent is meant to be an active, radically active waiting, where we learn to look again, to gaze at those around us with openness, with a willingness to know, but we first must be willing to see. So today, let us actively engage in our Advent and expect to see the Christ in everyone we meet, and we will see the Christ.